Good evening, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you are. I am your host, Liam McGowan, and you're tuned in to another episode of The FIFA Dads. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of FIFA Dads. Guys, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. You're angry. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a bit sad. I'm not going to lie. Some of our episodes are long, so for me to expect... Every episode, you guys, to listen from second one oh. to hour and uh, <laughs> minutes and 59 seconds later, I'm not going to expect it. However, last episode, I requested something from our listeners. And with an, an incredibly heavy heart, not a single one of you fulfilled my request. <laughs> so... Instead, I'm going to do it at the beginning of this episode. While we are talking about our leagues, folks, I'm sure we're going to choose a game within each league that we think will be the most action-packed, decisive game. When we figure out which game it is from the Spanish League, Italian League, English League, we want you guys to message the Instagram, tell us you watched it, tell us what you think, tell us your predictions of the game. I think it will be a fun on experience it'll get us to get to know you guys a little better for you to interact with us we would love it if you guys did this so i'm not angry but let's get to it guys what happened this week in soccer alan start off with the premier league oh brother um well the premier league is officially over man city won nobody's surprised saying that for two months uh yeah i mean it's it kind of got it's unfortunate, but it got pretty boring. Like, the last two weeks really don't matter because the bottom three has already been pre-selected. Sheffield, West Brom, and Fulham go back to the championship. And it's funny, actually, the same three teams could come up from the championship that went down to the championship last year because Bournemouth's also in the um, in a playoff game. Um, yeah, so at least two of the three teams will come well, up. That's going to be fun. Um, they play yeah, well. I mean... It's gonna be good for the midweek ta- for the mid table teams and stuff like that because you have three, four, five. Yeah, this is just a really boring. You have three, four, five fighting for champions I mean, spots. Yeah, yeah, and, and Bournemouth six, so. six, seven, eight, nine, and almost ten are fighting for Europa League spots, almost Champions League spots. Oh, okay, no, I got Europa you. I got you. As well. Yeah, so. So there's only two teams locked into the top four. Man U and uh, Man City can't be knocked out of the top four. Um, Man U secured it like two weeks ago, and Man City secured it like three months ago. Um, But, yeah, so Man Man City won. Man U's second. Leicester is third on 66. Chelsea is fourth on 64. Liverpool is fifth on 63. Tottenham's sixth on 59. West Ham is 7th on 59, Everton is 8th on 56, and Arsenal is 9th on 55, and Leeds is 10th on 53. Now, what's really important is actually 3rd uh, and 4th are up for grabs entirely yeah. because Leicester's only 2 points ahead of Chelsea and only 3 points ahead of Liverpool. And Leicester actually has really hard games coming up. Leicester plays, Leicester plays Chelsea plays on Tuesday, so tomorrow. And then they also their other game is hard too. They play Tottenham on as Sunday. their final game of the season. Like on those Sunday. are both really really hard games. Liverpool plays two trash, but 
Sorry if you're a fan of these teams, but <laughs> Liverpool plays two teams that are a lot more questionable. They play Burnley, who is secure and they don't have anything to play for, and Crystal Palace, again, who don't really have anything to play for. So Leicester's definitely going to have to get something out of these games. And then Chelsea plays Aston Villa in the final game, but like we said, they play Tuesday, they play Leicester. I'm nervous Leicester's going to get knocked out of the top four again. Honestly, I don't want to see them get knocked out, but like, unless Liverpool box and loses one of these games, they're going to get one of those two, Leicester and Chelsea, going to be out. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then Tottenham, I mean, Tottenham's just kind of hoping and praying that they take all six points. They don't really have a shot to get Champions League at all, actually. They have to theoretically, Chelsea has to get zero points and Liverpool has to get zero points for them to leapfrog them. So the odds of that occurring are remote because it would require Leicester to beat Chelsea and yeah, and, and then Tottenham, them to lose yeah. again on the weekend. And Tottenham need to win both win games. both games, which yeah. is a tall ask for them too because they can't seem to win a game that matters to save their lives. Especially with Aston Villa, who I know they have nothing to play for, but still they like to play those big teams well and. Then they play Leicester, who is also fighting for Champions League, so they're just shit out of luck. West Ham's, and, uh, yeah. West Ham's been playing so, like, god-awful. It's pretty recently. locked up. Like The Champions League is pretty locked up. It's a three-team race. It's yeah. Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool. Two of those three are going to go to the Champions League. One of them are going to the Europa League. I don't know and then it's Tottenham, in the Everton. In the I'm League. sorry. It's Tottenham, West Ham, and Everton, and maybe Arsenal for the last Europa League spot and then the Europa League Conference League qualifying spot. Because five and six, are, I mean, six and seven are tied on points at 59, which is the final Europa League spot. And then seven is whoever finishes seven gets Europa Conference League qualifying with Everton three points behind West Ham and Arsenal four points behind West Ham. Actually, the interesting thing that I just thought about is if Chelsea finish fifth and win the, Champions, win the Champions League. League I think yeah. they go back. I think sixth place we get in the Champions League. Fifth place would get Champions League. Well, sixth, because Chelsea is fifth. True. Yeah, yeah. So sixth would get Champions League. Seventh and eighth would get Europa. And ninth would get Europa Conference. Yeah. Well, theoretically, you go to Europe then. I, I really wonder how that Conference League tournament is going to look. I hope it's good. I because if it's not, it. if it's not, I know they're going to can it. But I really like the idea that like they these like mid table teams can, can fight it. for a European title. They too. won't can it. Pretty much what the Europa Conference is, it's going to be what Nations League pretty much is. It's going to be that thing where you have top. Well, not in a way, sort of. It's like more for the smaller teams to to face off against each other. Like in, I was looking at. Um, Netherlands uh, table and stuff like that, um, and it shows um, one and one and two pretty much have Champions League. Three has Champions League qualification. Then you got a bunch of teams. You got three, four, five, six, seven, and eight all in that Europa Conference. So it's kind of fun to see that they actually have teams yeah. that are fighting like that. We'll, we've we'll never see in Champions League or Europa League actually be able to be in like a European Conference sort of thing or something like that. Like, uh, um, what's his face? Can't wait for that. Rob, yeah, Rob, Robin's team is going to be in there. You know, he's going to be putting in work against. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I'm against, dead. Against, like, <laughs> what's Robin's team's name? Um, uh, FC. Whatever that that team's is name. Is it Gronigan? Gronigan? Yeah, Gronigan. Gronigan yeah. versus Fiorentina is going to be legendary. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a cool idea. I do like it. And then just to round off, we've already done the table, so just the top scorers and top assisters. Harry Kane and Mo Salah are tied at 22 with two games left. Ooh. Bruno Fernandez is third with 18. Sun Hyung Min is fourth with 17, which just proves how trash Manu, I mean, uh, Tottenham is. I yeah. say Manu. They have two of the top four goal scorers in the league, and they're sitting in, in these bad positions. Like, they can't win games. And the defense is trash. They're, they're both their top four in scoring and assisting. And yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Trash. It's crazy. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, sixth, uh, is fifth on 16. By the way, I found a really interesting stat. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has the most goals in the Premier League beside one man in the 1980s with not one assist to his name. <laughs> so he does not pass. But he does score. Um, uh, Patrick Bamford is sixth with 15. Great season for him. Lacazette is tied seventh with two other guys with 13, yes, which sir. is so shocking because, like, everybody still wants him to leave. And, I mean, he is going to leave, but, he will leave. you know, like, that's better than a lot of people are doing out here. Jamie Vardy and Ollie Watkins also have seventh. And then tied, it's a four-way tie for 10th. Gundogan, Chris Wood, Callum Wilson, and Danny Ings all from 12 goals each. Yeah. And then top assisters, Harry Kane. It's crazy, yo! Is it's the first time in a really long time that that's happened too. He is he's out of his mind. He's so good. Yeah, you have Harry Kane, Bruno. Harry Bruno. Kane on thirteen. You got the uh, Bruno Fernandez and the Bruno both with eleven still. Sun Hyung Min in fourth with ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grealish with ten, which is impressive for him because he's been out. He's only played. 24 games this year, yeah, which is yeah. not a lot. And same with De Bruyne. De Bruyne has only played 24 and has 11 assists. All these other guys have played 30-plus. Yeah, yeah. Rashford and Vardy tied 6th with 9 each. And then Harrison, Rafinha, both for leads with 8 each. And Werner also with 8. Interesting. Werner with 8 assists, and yet all he's supposed to do is score. <laughs> he has, like, no goals this season. Yeah, they signed Havertz to, to assist and Werner is he the worst and signing? They, and they've, and is they've he the worst scored. signing in the Prem this year? What is the worst signing? I think it's probably Timo Werner. I feel bad saying that because, like, I think he's really good. Van de Beek. He's less though. <laughs> Werner was like sixty million. Like, at least we paid like nothing, and we could still sell the twenty-two-year-old kid. You paid what? Like Van de Beek's a bad signing, you, you though. I like admit that. Sure. Who else? There's some bad signings. Yeah, you paid. I'm you just paid, trying to. You paid forty-three million for him, and he's played. Yeah, like, no, like, I know. Three games, I think. <laughs> Oh, he's played three games in the Prem, maybe starting. But he's played probably like 15, 20 games total. Because we keep bringing him in in the cup games and stuff like that. True. Yeah, I don't know. He he kind of sucks. But it's not that he sucks. It's that he doesn't fit our system. He could definitely go, though. I, I do think he'll be really good, though. Because for Ajax in the Netherlands, he's filthy. Like, he's really, really good. And he's like he's like the underrated one. Because the Netherlands have like superstars like De Jong and De Ligt. But, like, he's right there with them when he plays with them. He's just as good. That's crazy. But not for Man U. He's trash. I'm, I'm looking at the transfers. In March 29th, Kieran Gibbs secured a free transfer to Inter Miami. Oh, I did. Wait, March 29th? Yeah. Oh, nice. So a birthday just, transfer for me. Kieran Gibbs to Inter Miami they, FC. They just yes. caught, grabbed him. Good stuff. Yo, how are they doing that? They're already in trouble for signing four overseas players. What is going on there? How are they breaking all these rules like that? His name is David Beckham. I guess. Jesus. And they're still not going to win. They suck. I don't get it. They should be killing all these other teams. They got the nastiest attack slash midfield in soccer. 
and the MLS. And yet they do nothing. Yo, wait, no, Liam, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, re- <laughs> I, I brought that one. That, the Iguain brothers. I brought, that, I brought that back real quick. Although, in their prime note, Matuidi, both Iguains and Pizarro were all pretty nasty. They won this past weekend. Yo, we'll get into that later in the, the podcast. What do y'all think? I think we should probably, now that the season's almost over, we should probably do this for all of the leagues. What's the worst signing in the Prem this year? I'm trying to look John and Liam. Prem's sign, like, I don't, why don't, been some why don't we get into that in the postseason? Okay. That'd be good. Well, you, yeah, John, you think someone's going to like score a hat trick and get taken off the list in the last week or two? Is that, is that what's going to happen? No, I mean, you, you never know. You never Benavik know. to score a couple? <laughs> then then it'll not be a bust. Never know. All right, that's fair. Um, and then, are we still doing clean sheets? I kind of like that. We can do clean sheets. I'm down. Reward these goalies. Oh, shout out to Allison by the way. Scored the first goal in Liverpool goalkeeper history. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a nice header. <laughs> that's all I will say. I hope they lose their next two games. Agreed. Ah. <sighs> They were 1-1 with West Brom. They couldn't just hold it down. That's what I'm saying, man. Just hold it. So, clean sheets. Number one is definitively Ederson and Edward Mendy. Yeah, so... Why is he... There we go. Yeah, so it's Ederson with 18, Edward Mendy with 16, Emiliano Martinez with 15. Maybe you regret letting him go. Um... Hugo Lloris with 12, Nick Pope with 11, Elon Melier with 11, and then Casper Schmeichel also with 11. Shout out to... That's pretty it. Pretty much it. Dean Henderson, 5 and 12. David De Gea with 9 and 25, actually. He's not that bad. Even though we all can him, and he does make stupid mistakes. But whatever. He's leaving in the offseason, hopefully. But yeah, that'll do it for the Premier League. Man City have won the, again the league. Hopefully that changes next year. Yeah, we'll see. It should... It's we'll... time to talk about the Serie A. Oh, God. I'm oh, dead. God. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Oh, God. Actually, you want, Kyle, right? you want to talk about how bad uh, AC Milan are? It's Brooklyn Ice Cream's, Brooklyn Ice Cream's finest in the building. Yo, go talk about the Serie A. You can include them in your in yeah, your piece. No, no, you Brooklyn Ice Cream's finest. You've been you've been sent there instead. Ignore my guest, gentlemen. Let's keep going. Well, you, Kyle, segued. Talk about Serie I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Kyle segued it perfectly. So. <laughs> talk about Serie Cagliari MVPs. Yeah, talk about how yeah, yeah. good Cagliari are. Yeah, not even Diego Godin. Right, Turn back, minutes, guys. Let me just talk about this. Real quick. And, and, and how good uh, Juventus are. All right, let's start. Let's Inter start. were robbed. Inter were not Inter, robbed. Inter <laughs> were absolutely robbed. If we're going to get into Serie A, Inter were robbed. Juventus There's still a lot to fight for in the Serie A. Milan choked. I cannot believe after beating Juventus three 0 beating Torino seven 0 beating Benevento two 0 to secure Champions League, we get a nil nil draw. If I'm going to be honest, um, Diego Godin. Diego Godin played incredible. He had a fantastic game. Diego Godin had a fantastic game. 
Um, he really showed that old Atletico Madrid captain's uh, skills and work rate that he had over in La Liga. Um, I got to admit, Cagliari have a lot of key players. Nine Golan is really good. Uh, Link, Lin, Lin, Linanco, I think his name is. He's fantastic. He played a great game against us. I got to give Cagliari all the credit. They didn't try and play like Torino and uh, put all 11 in their penalty box. They had all 11 in their half. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but they tried to play. They made a couple attempts at attacking, trying to get a goal. You know, it wasn't just us failing. They played great defense. So we choked. We've got to get it done against second place Atalanta, who have now, for the third season in a row, scored 100 goals. It's going to be really tough. But um, if Milan Samu won it, is trash. Samu Castileo is – he has to leave. <laughs> Yo, one um, of those shots he missed, oh, my God. Yeah, that was – that was awful. That was awful. But um, we'll get into uh, the, the last relegation battle. I really hope – after such an abysmal and disgraceful season for Torino, that they rightfully so get relegated. When my dark horse, as I've been saying the whole season, beats them next week. Torino goes down, Benevento stays. I guarantee that, mark my words, it's going to happen. Torino do not deserve to stay in the, in the Serie A. And it's going to be perfect because then Belotti leaves, Rincon leaves, and Marco Giampaolo can come back and try and get Torino from the Serie B. But Torino has two games. Him in the Serie Torino plays tomorrow. Huh? They have a game to get points. They play tomorrow. They're going to lose against Lazio. <laughs> Bro, they might park the bus. You never That's know. All you need is a point. Absolutely. Well, they're going to park the bus and then get cooked 7 nil again. So they'll lose that game. Um, and then Benevento will beat them. Absolutely. Benevento needs to win the game. There's no other way. They can't draw. They, they cannot draw. I know. They will. Lapadula will win that game. Felipe Inzago, Felipe Inzaghi will win that game. But honestly, that's the big. Uh, I don't know about that one. That's the big. Uh, that's huh? a, that's you know, a hot that take, one? bro. Who is this? No, Torino is really bad. Torino is bad, but Benevento kind of suck bad. too, though. It's not like good. they haven't. They haven't kind of suck, but all of a sudden, pull out a performance. You'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa is this Benevento I'm watching? The last um, before I was, move on was March. The the last game that was really good was um, Roma versus Lazio. That was played on Saturday. Roma got the two 0 win. That was uh, the Derby of Rome. So Roma's got the, uh, the upper hand on them right there. Napoli beat Fiorentina. That was a good game as well. Dragoski got a red card. Very silly decision. Spezia beat Torino 4 nothing, bro. Spezia are going down. No, they're no, no, not. They're not. <laughs> they're no, but actually, they could have went down. They're on 38. They're but fun. Spezia beat them 4-1, bro. Benevento is going to cook them. Mark my words. And that's it for the Serie A, guys. Next week is the big week. Um, I don't think we did this for the Premier League, guys. Leaders. But real quick, Alan, what do you think is the big game for the Premier League for our listeners to watch next week? Any Liber- uh, Le- well, Leicester-Chelsea tomorrow. But any game with Liverpool and Chelsea and Leicester, any one of those three teams, it all matters because those are the three teams playing for Champions League. I think the big one, It's is it this It is this weekend. I think the big one this weekend is going to be Man City-Everton. Or Leicester Tottenham. Those are the two big games this weekend. Uh, this upcoming it's just, weekend. yo, they're the most important games. I just don't know what style they're going to play. It's either going to be a great game or the ugliest looking game of all time. Because Leicester, I mean, Tottenham parked the bus. They're both going to have, if, if Tottenham loses to Aston Villa, Tottenham's going to have to go all out. 
And if yeah, Leicester, Chelsea at Aston Villa could be good if too. If Leicester lose to Chelsea, Leicester's going to have to go all out. So it's just going to be a straight up brawl against for each other. To try yeah, get, so one of those games. I think, you DM DM the Instagram and let us know which game you're going to watch and yeah. what you think the prediction will be. Also, league leaders, man. FIFA underscore dads. FIFA underscore dads. And for the Serie A, I am going to say the big game to watch. Is Milan versus Atalanta? You're bugging. It's Torino against Benevento. No, no, no. <laughs> Milan versus Atalanta. That's the big game. That decides if Milan gets Champions League. Juventus are obviously going to beat Bologna, um, and the other team, Napoli, are all obviously going to beat Verona. So if they win and we lose, we lose Champions League. If we win and they win, we get Champions League. If they draw and we draw, we get Champions League. So it's all in the last game for the. For the Serie A, folks. Real That's qu- it for me, guys. Liam, Let's move on. Liam. Go ahead, Mateo. If if you guys draw, Napoli draws and Juve wins, who's who goes champ who goes um Europa? Europa? That's a good question. Because I say that again? Because right now it says Milan in third, Napoli in fourth, but they're tied. So I think Milan has the upper hand on Napoli, right? You have the upper hand because um Even of our Goal, who, I don't know. I, I think, think we do, we do though. But they did beat us last time we met. That's what but I'm the saying. met, the, yeah. the time before that, we beat them. So they it's want, tough. I, I don't know how that works exactly. Because I'm saying if you and Napoli both tie, but Juve wins, you guys would both have 77. They would have 78. So I'm trying to figure out who would between. I think Napoli, Napoli drops. That's what. That's what I think. I based think on, Napoli drops based on what I see on the on the on the standings and stuff. That's what exactly. I think it would Not too. too. Copy. Dude. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Does Ronaldo get the Serie A Golden Boot than us? Oh, Ronaldo's leaving regardless. No, no, I said, does Ronaldo get the Serie A Golden Boot this year? I think he does, right? Um, yeah, he's got 20. He's got 20 and then who's goals. he? Who, yeah, who he leads 20, in assists? He has 29 um, goals. Malinowski now for Atalanta. He's yeah. got 12 assists. Yeah, Ronaldo has 29. Ooh. Lukaku has 23. Muriel has 22. Uh, Vlavic has 21. Immobile, Immobile and Simi have 20 each. So yeah, Ronaldo won the Golden Boot. It's been. I can't wait decided. to see where um, Noan Cano goes next season. He's definitely not staying at Crotone. Vlavic is not staying at Fiorentina either. That's guaranteed yeah, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. going to go. To I can smell Vlavic another fifty million dollar purchase by uh, AC Milan. Yeah, then yeah, we'll buy Vlavic and then he'll get two goals next season. <laughs> All right, guys. That's and then you'll sell him to Hertha yeah. Berlin. Yeah, Lukaku has Lukaku has eleven, so he's right behind Quadrado, Miktarin, and Zelinski. I'll have ten. Um, and then for the good old uh, clean sheets, Handanovic has 14, Donnarumma has 13, and then you got Reyna and uh, Golini from Atalanta with nine tied. Reyna has nine clean sheets? Yeah, Jose Reyna has nine clean sheets tied for third. He's been good for Lazio since he got there. Yeah. Then you got yeah. three, you got Perrin, okay. Musso, and Ospina all tied for seven, for eight, sorry. Nice. Yep. Syria is hot. Syria is hot. All right. La Liga. On Saturday, well, they actually played Thursday, May the 13th. Um, Real Madrid played Granada. We won um, 4-1. And on Sunday, every La Liga team, not every single La Liga team, but most of them played. And um, Real Madrid beat Atletico Club. We really needed that win. 1-0 thanks to Nacho. But then Atletico, who we were hoping they would um, take the L, 
but obviously Luis Suarez scored the winning goal on the 88th minute against Asasuna. <clears throat> that which gave Atletico Madrid the lead by one point. Um, Barcelona lost against Salta Vigo. Uh, the transfers, well, let's not get to the transfers. The table is looking really, really good right now. So actually, my mistake. Atletico is up with 83 points. Real Madrid is down by 2 points, which is 81. And then Barcelona are at 76 points with Sevilla at 74. So obviously, Sevilla got their Champions League spot. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico got it as well. Um, it's, looking, it's not looking too good for Real Madrid, honestly, because Atletico Madrid plays... Um, this trash team called uh, Real Valladolid, some BS. Um, they're obviously going to beat them with Real Madrid playing um, Villarreal, who are actually doing okay. They're on seventh. Um, no one cares about Barcelona. They're not winning anything. They're just getting Champions League and Sevilla. Same thing. Um player stats we got big boy Messi with 30 goals Gerard Moreno with 23 and then Karim Benzema with 22 assists we still got Diego out oh, well Diego I'm bugging Diego Aspas with 12 Marcos Lorente with 11 and Tony Cruz with 10 um I don't know let's hope for the best I'm hoping for Atletico Madrid to slip up to get a draw or would be even better would be an L if that happens that would be perfect for Real Madrid because if we take the W we'll, obvi we'll obviously match them we'll obviously match them by points but we have a goal difference and I think we'll be in a really good spot let me, let me check again I don't know if we do yeah we don't um bugging out they're on 41 point um goal difference we're at 38 so no um if we do if they do tie and then we end up winning we'll match the points we'll be at they'll be at 34 um 84 we'll be at 84 as well but they have the goal difference so they'll obviously win the league yeah this is it the season's almost over baby yeah the season really is almost over all right, let me switch some gears to Bundesliga because it's actually going to get semi-interesting, I guess. Um, actually, not really, now that I think about it, because there's, there's literally one game left in the season. Bayern is already... Isn't it kind of locked? Yeah, Bayern's been crowned champion, so we already know that. Lee Wan's leaving it to the last day to against Osberg. I hope, I swear, he better get this. He needs to get this. Um, Osberg. Even if he doesn't, at least he's tied it. I know, but still, yeah. like after so long and after working so hard, if this man doesn't get it, I'm going to cry because he deserves. Agreed. That agreed. Um, at Pat, this past weekend, Byron tied Freeburg two two. I don't know how that's possible, but that happened. Um, they don't give a crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they just, they're, 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 they're playing all their young guns around them and stuff. Yeah, you had Nubel in goals. It really shows how much they care. Um, Lewan got a goal, which tied Jarek Muller's 40-goal season in the Bundesliga. So one game remaining, one goal. Hopefully, 
Byron gets it. I mean, Lewon gets it, really, not Byron. <laughs> um, Leipzig's in second. They came back to top. They came back against Wolfsburg to tie. Um, I was surprised. I saw the score line. It was 2-0 at half. I was like, yeah, this game's over. They ended up turning around. Justin Kluvert, which we haven't heard from in years, um, ended up scoring the first goal to bring them back. And uh, Sibitzer scored the penalty, the tie, which really helped them, honestly, because it locks them in at that in Champions League regardless. It locks them in at that second spot as well. So they finished second in the league again. Congrats to them. Um, Dortmund played really well. They played... Um, they played. They played Mainz. They absolutely slapped them around. Gave them a little, a little fun time. Um, Jane Sancho, with two assists in the game, um, played fantastic again. J- just doing normal Jane Sancho things. Um, finally, that he's back and he's back from being um, injured and stuff. I can't believe I'm saying this. The biggest shocker I've ever seen in my entire life. Schalke. Beat Frankfurt, four three. Matthew Hoppe with that winner. I, I just it just doesn't make sense to me. Huntelar said, "Hey, I can still score. I'll die for penalties all day long. I'll still score." It blows my mind. Frankfurt just decided to implode on themselves. They were so far ahead of Dortmund before this, and they decided to implode on themselves. And now they're sitting in Europa League and. They're not getting out of Europa League. They're staying in Europa League, and they're stuck in Europa League. They can't Definitely play. not Andre Silva's fault, though. No, not at all. He played incredible. Dortmund and Wolfsburg are tied for 61 points apiece in third and fourth, and Frankfurt has 57 with one game remaining. So even if Dortmund and Wolfsburg lose and Frankfurt wins, it's over. The top four are locked. The top five and six are locked. Seventh is the only thing to play for for the Europa Conference. You got Union Berlin sitting right now in seventh with 47. Malta Gladbach in eighth with 46. And Stuttgart and Freiburg with 45 each. So that's the area of watching. That's the excitement. The bottom three is really heating up at the bottom of the table with Schalke in 18th with a total of 16 points. Incredible. Um. But no, I mean, Köln, Werder Bremen, and Armenia are all... Armenia is in 15th, safe right now with 32. Werder Bremen has 31 in 16th in the playoff uh, relegation. And Köln in, 30, in, in 17th in relegation with 30. So they're all very close with each other. Um, this upcoming weekend, Köln plays Schalke, so Köln needs that win. Dortmund play Leverkusen, which is a good game. Um... Frankfurt plays Freiburg. If Freiburg wants to even get close to trying to get that Europa Conference, they need to be Frankfurt, and, possi- and honestly, that's possible. Leipzig play Union Berlin. I'd probably say that's the best game to watch out of this. In- I mean, obviously, I would probably say the Bayern Munich game just to see if Lewan can di- get uh, that 41st goal for him. Um, but as a part of a bigger game, Union Berlin against Leipzig is probably the biggest game because... Union Berlin's going to need to play out of their minds to be able to hold that spot. Molde Gladbach's playing Werder Bremen, so that's an easy win for them. So if Leipzig are able to beat Union Berlin, then Molde Gladbach's going to get that Europa Conference spot, and they're going to be able to sit there very nicely. Um, League leaders, you got King Lewon himself at 40. 20. Kremerich with 19. 
Um, and then you have for assist, you have Mueller with 18, um, Kostic with 12, Kamada with 12, Hoffman and Sancho with 11, Kimmich and Kimmich, Griffo, Guerrero, and Diaby all tied with 10. And then for the good old clean sheets, um, you have Mr. Peter Gulashi with 15, Castiles with 14, the Armenia keeper Moreno with 10, Neuer with 9, Hedrecki with 8. I I didn't I didn't expect to see that one, but he's there. But otherwise that pretty much wraps it up for the good old Bundesliga. Um the bigger game I would say is Leipzig against Union Berlin, so I would watch that one over any of the other ones because they're not that exciting. Um or the the Bayern game just to see Lee One get his forty first goal if he can get it and make history. Um otherwise it's on to John now to talk about the sauce of Ligoon. Yeah, Ligoon um, is looking pretty crazy right now. Leo fumbling. So, yeah, so Lille missed out on their chance to secure the title um, as they tied St. Etienne nil-nil. And apparently there were some very, very uh, big heroics by the St. Etienne goalkeeper, who I think is only 20 years old. So seems like he played played out of his mind to stop Lille from, from winning the title there. And then PSG got the win they needed to get. Um, and now, you know, this brings us to a last last game of the season with uh, PSG won. Uh, so the scenarios are if Lille win, obviously they're champions. If they draw or they lose and PSG win, PSG win the title, and if PSG draw and Lille lose, PSG also takes the title because the tiebreaker is goal differential, and PSG have sixteen more goals, uh, have a sixteen a plus sixteen goal differential over Lille. Yeah. So interesting to see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll already start with the game to watch: Lille and Angers. Anger, Mateo, help me with the pronunciation. On here, on here. So. You know, if Lille win that, they're the champions. PSG will be playing Brest. Brest, yeah. who is and if 16. They, and if they both lose and Monaco wins 6-0, Monaco is crowned champions. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> who is Monaco playing? Monaco is playing Lens. Uh, it could be 6-0. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> sucked, actually. Nah, Lens is in six right now. They're in the Europro Conference qual- qualification currently. Sitting up you know, pretty well. So, yeah. so other other major stories. So Monaco did get a win as they are uh, still actually fighting. I mean, like Mateo said, they're still they still might be in for the title, although it's a it's a long shot. I think what they're really focused on is is solidifying um, themselves in the Champions League, hoping for a PSG loss so that they can get a guaranteed place in the Champions League versus the third place um, qualification stage. But they have Lyon right behind them, a point behind who are hoping that they drop points to Lens so they can take over that Champions League spot and not go to the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, fifth and sixth is pretty much decided already. Marseille look like they'll be getting their guaranteed Europa League spot. And Lens, Rennes, Lens and Rennes are going to be fighting it out to get their Europa League qualification. There's a lot. There's a lot going that could happen this last match week. Yeah, a lot of teams fun. can gain a lot. Um, Even the bottom of the table is getting crazy. Yep. There is a... We we could call it a six a six team fight for 
to not be in the relegation qualification spot. You have Nantes with 40 points, Lorient, Brest, Strasbourg with 41, and Bordeaux and Reims with 42. All teams that can end up in that 18th place if they don't pick up some points. And the great thing so. is, Reims plays Bordeaux. So whoever wins yeah, that game will definitely be safe. Every game in Ligue next week is a game to watch, to be honest. Strasbourg plays that's Lorient, so that's also a huge game. It's going to be one of the most exciting finishes to a European Brest season in a while. going to get slapped by PSG. <laughs> and then Nantes play Montpellier, so that's going to be interesting as well. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's a yeah, good... We'll see what happens. PSG also take on, I believe it's Marseille. If I'm not mistaken, in the no, it's Monaco in the Coupe de France final this on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Neymar was suspended, although PSG are now in the works, um, or they're trying to get his suspension to be only for the league, so that he would miss the last game of the league versus missing the Coupe de France final, and mm-hmm. we'll see how successful they are in that endeavor. Um, and. Oh, oh, let me let's 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 look at our top scorers and, and such. We have the King Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe, twenty six goals. Memphis Depay with twenty, Benyetta with twenty, Kevin Voland with sixteen, some guy named Ludovic Ajorke with sixteen, and then all Laborde and Barak Yelmaz with fifteen each. We'll wrap that up there. Looking at some assists, Dimitri Payet, Memphis Depay, and Zinedine Furhat with 10 assists each. And then you have Alexander Golovin, Jonathan Bamba, Di Maria, and Andy Delore with 9 each. Um, shout out to Memphis Depay. He, uh, it's, he's not a Leo player. Player of the season should probably go to Barak Yilmaz just for everything he did for, for Leo this season. But yeah. Depay's numbers are crazy. I mean, 20 goals, 10 assists. He's looking great. Mbappe's numbers are also ridiculous. Twenty six goals, seven assists. Yeah, they're both they both playing out of their minds. I mean, shoot, even uh, Ben Yedder has twenty and seven as well. Yeah, they've both those three players have been just outperforming for their teams, just balling constantly. And then clean sheets. Oof. Mike Mignan, the you know allegedly future AC Milan goalkeeper, although I don't know anymore. I don't either. 21 clean sheets this season. In 37, 37 matches. matches. Yeah, that's baller. That's impressive. That's baller. Really impressive. And you have uh, Costil, the uh, Bordeaux goalkeeper with 14, followed by Kaylor Navas, PSG's goalkeeper with 13, Benjamin Lecomte with 12, and Anthony Lopez with 11. That blows my mind my, that, Bordeaux's my up, that Bordeaux's up there, and their team is just crumbling. Yeah, but yeah, Mangal is also Mangal faced two penalties this season, and he saved one of them. He's a baller. He's he's doing great. He's fantastic. But yeah, I honestly watch any game from Ligue this weekend, and, and there'll be something on the line. Yeah, like every team is playing for something. Yeah, at this point. every team is honestly playing for something, especially the matchups that they have here. Lyon's playing for something. Monaco and Lenn are both playing. Rest and PSG, Hungary, Lille. Every team is pretty much playing for a spot, except for like, except for Mets against Marseille in a way. Like that's the yeah. only game that's not. No, but even even Marseille, that's they they saying, need to yeah. defend. Well, actually, no, you're right. Marseille isn't playing for much. Yeah, because if Lens lose to Monaco, then they're okay, you know. Yeah. 
So that's like the only game, but otherwise every other game, they're playing for something. It's that's crazy. Career way down the league. Agreed. And that that's it for Lagoon. Nice. All right, this will be Abdul's little spot here. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, they're a divisi. Ajax absolutely took it home. No problem there. They only lost two games this season. 102 goals and 23 goals scored. They're insane. I mean, they're yeah. not playing against tough teams, obviously. Uh, Sporting took the Portugal Sporting. Portuguese League title. Hey. But they were undefeated until the last game of the season. No way. They played Benfica and they lost 4-3. Oh. They would have had they would have had the invincible season. First of all, it's the first time they win the league in a very long time. Right. So that was already huge, mind you. They they're playing over twenty years. Youth, right. It was a very young team. They didn't sign any any big names. Um, but sadly, Benfica crushed their dreams yeah, of a. Ben Calvis is a is a young is a young young gun, twenty two years old. You got the. Yeah, they have a lot of. Youth that yeah, will a, probably be sold. Star, you got a future star this year, and he got the team of the season as well this year yep. in, in FIFA. Baller. Um, what's their name? Uh, Scotland. In Scotland, the good old Rangers completed their invincible season. Yeah. No, no losses at all. King, king stuff right there. Not to mention stopping Celtic from getting ten leagues in a row. Yep. When they played, Rangers absolutely decimated them four-one. Absolutely smoked them. Um, they they just steamrolled every team they played. They played fantastic. They deserve it. I mean, I, Brendan Rodgers did something right over there. Um, Edison Eduard leads though in the top score with 18. Hopefully, my king, the king of the next king of France, can leave and uh, go somewhere else. Be safe. <laughs> I, I Lester wants him a lot um, because Brendan Rodgers coached him. When he was um, when he was the manager at Celtic, so Leicester might make a move for him, which would be interesting. Um, Who is Celtic's manager now? Brendan Rodgers. I know they fired Celtic's manager now. Yeah. Leicester City. Brendan oh, Rogers. sorry, Celtic. I have no idea who Celtic's manager is. Um, sorry. I, I know he got. Fi- I know they fired one guy in the middle of the season this year. Um, I I don't know who they're going to go get. As long as Gerard's there, they might not win another league. John Kennedy is his name, Alan. I don't know who he is, uh, but yeah, no idea. Yeah, he either started coaching in February, so he's definitely just like the assistant coach that just took over for the rest of the year. It's a caretaker manager if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, literally. Um, in Qatar, Al Said won the uh, the league. Congrats, Al Saad. Sorry, Al, not Al Said. Al Saad. Um. Santi Gazorla had 13 goals in his in in that season for them. That uh, just congrats to them. I mean, that's Xavi's team, right? I think, right? Al Sad, he's the one that coaches them. I think so. I think so too. I'm not too sure. I think it is because Santi Gazorla is playing under him, and they said he was playing well. They played they so he played with them. Underneath him and stuff. That's good. Um, otherwise, what other? I'm trying to think of other leagues in Europe. 
They're interesting. Belgian league. True. 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 Uh, how is um what's his face been doing? Company. I haven't heard anything. He's been coaching out there. He's been coaching um what's their team? What's their name? Um. Is it Anderlecht? Is it Anderlecht? Oh yeah, it is. Well, they're in third. <laughs> he's been. They're doing not something. doing too hot. He's been doing something good over there. They're in third. Yeah, company. Did they just start their season? Uh no, no no no. I these smaller divisions they play really weird. So they play a whole season. They play thirty four games. Club Bruges, Antwerp, Anderlecht, and Genk all qualified for championship playoff. And now the championship playoff group, they play four games each, or they they have to play each other a bunch of times. Um, and then that goes into champions that's broken up into champions league champions league qualification europa league europa league conference so they have to play so the top four teams play each other separately and whoever goes like whoever's first gets champions league second champions league qualification third europa league fourth europa conference league qualification so right now vincent company sitting in third in third place right now Um, out of the four teams, Club Bruges in first, Genk in second, Anderlet in third, and Antwerp's in fourth currently. Matt Miazga, Stars is their center back there. The king himself. For Anderlet. He says he wants to stay, too. He doesn't want to go back to Chelsea. The, 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 so, this upcoming weekend is the second leg for the championship. You got Swansea beat Barnsley away this past weekend. What was the score? Andre Awu scored 1-0 against Barnsley. In the other game, I believe in Barnsley. Bournemouth beat Brentford at home for the first game. Brentford going to bottle again. Brentford is playing the second game at home on the 22nd as well in five days' time. So we got to see who comes out there, and then May 29th is the is the is the final for them. But Swansea's up, and Bournemouth is up currently. So we could see Bournemouth go right back up again, baby. <laughs> But yeah, so they... That's what I mean. All three teams could come right back that's up. That's what I'm saying, yeah. If Bournemouth joins them. Yeah. That's boring. That's what I'm saying. We want new blood. I do, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind Brentford staying down so that we could buy... So then, because Arsenal's tied with some of their players, so... <laughs> I, I would take some of them, for sure. Do you want to buy Yvonne Tony or something? Tony and uh, Raya again. I can't believe that Derby stayed up. So sad. I would have loved to see Wycombe stay. Rooney is the GOAT. Uh, Rooney's going to get fired midway through the season next year. I don't think so. When he took over, they were dead last. Or second to last. Not dead last. Wycombe was last. Yeah, they barely got through, too. We'll see. So, they're all on six points. That's pretty bad. Group C is getting very interesting. Barcelona from Ecuador is actually leading the group, which no one thought would happen, with nine points. Santos and Boca... Santos in second, Boca's in third, both on six points. And it's looking very likely like one of those two teams is going to fall into the Sudamericana. So that will be pretty huge, right? Those are two heavyweights. Yeah. Especially if Boca goes down too, that's crazy. Yeah. But I don't think Boca's been in a Sudamericana in like decades. Santos fall down there every once in a while, but Boca falling down there would be extreme. But yeah, Santos beat Boca uh, last week 1-0. Very important one for them because they started off with two back-to-back losses. Now they rally back with two wins in a row, and hopefully they can keep it up. They play the strongest next, which is the worst team in the group. 
So fingers crossed, if they get that win, they can uh, and Barcelona beat both. If, if they if they win and Barcelona beat Boca, then that's it. You know. Yeah, it's wrapped up. Um, group D, Fluminense surprising everyone, leading the group in first place, eight points. All the signings they made this offseason seem to really have helped them out. They signed. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Abel Hernandez. He played. He's, he's from Uruguay. He's a striker. He played in Europe for a while. We see him whenever whenever Uruguay. Did he play for Almeria? I'm not sure. Might have. He's he's gone through Europe, but mostly, um, I I remember him a lot just from Uruguay games and World Cups. He always comes on at the end. I think he scored like a goal or two in a World Cup. So they signed him as a striker. He's been doing pretty well, but really the core of Fluminense is. They have some ridiculous youth talent, like Kaiki, who just got sold to Man City, was very important in their last game, uh, getting an assist to Fred, and um, another striker named Caio Paulista, who's also young, scored a really nice winner as they turned the game around. It's funny, I was, I was joking with my cousin, because I watched the whole game, and like the coach insists on playing, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Nene. He's really old. He's like 39. Played for PSG for years. Yep. Really good Brazilian player. He's 39 now. That's right? He's practically walking on crutches. <laughs> but the coach insists on starting this guy who walks around the pitch versus starting actual young, exciting talent. As soon as Nene came off the field and they put on uh, they put on two of their, their young guys, instant change of the game. So they're really getting filled by their youth. River Plate almost lost to... Junior Barranquilla, they were able to tie them at the very last minute to hold off their second place. Um, but it's getting interesting there. Fluminense has eight, River has six, Junior has three. Two games left, anything can happen. Uh, Sao Paulo, Group E, Sao Paulo and Racing Club, both tied eight points, first and second. Third place has three points. Um, you know, it's looking like Sao Paulo and Racing are going to just a battle for who's going to really come in first. Yeah. Group F, Argentinos Juniors and Universidad. Argentino Juniors look good, nine points. Universidad Católica and Atlético Nacional are vying for that second-place position with six and five points, respectively. In Group G, Flamengo tied? Yeah, they Flamengo played a bad game against the worst team in the group. They tied Union La Calera. They conceded early two goals, both two defensive mistakes, um, but then fought back to, to at least get a draw. Um, they're, they have 10 points. Second place team is six. Third place team is four. Flamengo only need a Flamengo either need a single point or they just need, they really just need a point. They, they need a point and they're in there through to the next round. Mathematically, they're, 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 they're practically guaranteed in the, in the ground of 16. Yeah. And then in group H, Atletico Monero, 10 points in first place with Sarah Porteño with seven points in second. Those two teams look like they're pretty, uh, they're going to go through no matter what. Atletico Monero has been playing really well. Hulk has been scoring nonstop. Feels like every game I check of theirs, he's always on the score sheet. Um, Footmob doesn't track assists, but I mean he's he's got like a goal in like the last like six or seven games, <laughs> especially in the Libertadores. Like he's been really he's been really killing it. Um. I want to comment on something that happened this weekend uh, in Argentina. I believe the league playoffs started. Boca and River played in the quarterfinals, and Boca won on pens. So River has been knocked out in this year's first Super Classico, I believe. 
in Brazil, we have state championships ongoing. Uh, Liam had asked earlier, um, before the podcast started, why state championships are a thing. Um, basically, Brazil is a really big country, and soccer got there pretty early on in its inception. You know, sailors brought it over from England. So when soccer started getting professional there, you know, it was before any like genuine air travel was possible, which led to the te- teams in states creating leagues to play each other because there was no way for a team from, you know, from Rio to travel all the way north to play a team like Sport or, or Recife. Um, so that's why the state championship started. And they're very, I guess they're just very important to the history of the clubs and to, you know, f- fans are kind of, I'd say fans are over them, right? Fans think it's dumb. Some players think it's dumb. But at the end of the day, it's they're the oldest competitions in, in the Brazilian history. So they're still around. So Flamengo's in the final of the Rio State Championships playing against Fluminense. Uh, they played the first leg of the final this weekend. It was 1-1. Uh, basically, every Flamengo and Fluminense game have been identical for the past like three years. Flamengo dominates possession, creates a lot of chances, um, but ultimately don't win because of Fluminense's superiority in the air. That's about it. So those are the state championships, I think. I'll, I'll update you guys when the Sao Paulo one is done. Palmeiras just knocked out Corinthians, and they're, I think they're going to play Sao – Palmeiras and Sao Paulo, I think, are in the final. Yeah, it should be next weekend, yeah, so I'll update you guys on that. Um, in terms of signings, I think last week I had mentioned I forgot about a player who signed. Miranda signed for Sao Paulo. He's been playing with them. Um, Sao Paulo's team looks really scary for this coming season. Hernan Crespo is their coach, and he's done a really good job of coaching teams in South America since he retired. And um, they signed a lot of a lot of good players on teams that got relegated. It's crazy because you'll see, like, there's a lot of quality players that just played in really bad teams. And as soon as they get put into a system that's, like, positive, it's, it's, they get so much better. There's an Argentinian, his name is Benitez, who's playing for Vasco. Vasco obviously got relegated. They sucked. He joined Sao Paulo. He's got, like, 12 assists this season already. He's played, like, maybe 15 games. Like, he's, he's on fire. So Sao Paulo is a team to watch for, for the upcoming Brazilian league season. Um, and then in the MLS, what did I watch? Chicharito. Chicharito scored again. He is he's proven to us that he's 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 here to stay. Um, the Seattle Sounders beat LAFC two 0 Seattle is far and wide the best team in the league right now. They have not lost. They're one of two teams that have yet to lose. Five wins, one draw. Um, the LA Galaxy are doing well. The only team they've lost to is Seattle. So they've kind of solidified themselves as a, still a top team um, with with Chicharito being the top scorer and killing it. Um, Orlando's the only other undefeated team, but they're two wins, three draws. So it's a little less impressive. And they won this weekend. They beat DC United with a goal from Mauricio Pereira. Pato is still out. It seems that he'll be back late May. And it should be really interesting to see in Orlando uh, firing on all fronts. Also, if, if Daryl DK somehow gets called back, if he doesn't get sold, basically, at the end of his loan, which ends at the end of the championship season, 
I'm really curious to see his impact in the MLS. Yeah, see where he plays. Cincinnati unveiled their brand new state of the art stadium this weekend to a three two loss against Inter Miami. Um, I think we'll I, I'm pretty sure Cincinnati are two. I know for a fact they're one year. I'm I'm almost certain they're two year in a row wooden spoon winners, which means they got the they were in the very dead last place both conferences being considered like least number of points, and they did a two years running. They signed a whole lot of players to see if they can change things up, and it doesn't seem to have done anything for them. Yeah, um, them in Chicago are sitting pretty with one point each together. Yeah, <laughs> they tried their best. You know, I mean, I I think they got some good signings. So I mean, uh, Brenner was a striker from São Paulo. I think he's a decent. Kalen Acosta, we've all seen what he can do for DC United. Yeah. So he's come in pretty well. Um, I think the important signing for them is they signed Jeff Cameron, the American center back. Uh-huh. He used to play for Stoke, I believe. Yeah. Right, Alan? Yes, he did. So, yeah. Oh, so actually. That should really, hopefully, help them with their defensive wolves. Because I think they have some firepower. But they always, always, always concede so many goals. So they're off to their regular really bad start. Um, Saturday games. NYCFC drew 1-1 with Toronto. I, uh, I actually watched this game. And NYCFC should have walked away with a win. Um, there was a particular moment in which the Toronto goalkeeper had the ball in his hand and he went to punt it. And uh, an NYCFC player, a good, I want to say he's like a good five yards in front of the keeper. He jumps, right? He's not facing the keeper, but he saw the keeper was about to bump, so he jumps up. Ball hits the back of the player's head and it goes into the goal. But the ref called, like a, I guess, an interference, which I thought was kind of ridiculous, right? I'd understand an interference like when the player like jumps like right in front of the keeper to try to stop it. This guy was like he was far enough from the keeper that that's the keeper's fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was definitely I was really shocked that they they he called that back. Like that should have been an NYCFC goal. That would have been that would have made it two nil. And then I guess on just a defensive lapse, they they conceded a goal or the the draw. But Toronto really didn't do much. Um, NYCFC really should have walked through the win there. We already mentioned LA beat beat Austin Chicharito scoring again. Um, Philadelphia beat the Red Bulls. I didn't really watch this game, so I can't really comment on it. Um, I heard the Red Bulls didn't play that bad though. Yeah. Also, Philly's one of the top teams in the league, so yeah, they they honestly didn't play bad. Drew Yearwood decided to get a red, red card after being subbed in in the seventy fourth minute. He decided, hey, I don't want to play anymore. I just want to get off. Yep. Um, Atlanta beat Montreal with a 94-minute winner, um, scored by their new number 10, Marcelino Moreno, who is some Argentinian guy who I think they always like signing uh, young South American talent to be their number 10s. You know, they had Almiron, and then they tried uh, they tried it with that guy from River Plate, whose name I forgot now, Martinez. but who also they left. Martinez yeah. yeah, Martinez. And now they're trying it with Moreno, and Moreno seems to have to be off to a decent start. Nice. Got that win. Um, I'm just going to count, look at look at the table. New England, Orlando, NYCFC, Atlanta, Montreal, Philly, and Inter-Miami are all in playoff spots in the East. We're only six games in, so it's very early. Um, it's looking like most most teams in the East are probably going to be – it's going to be a really good battle, I guess, for um, – for a playoff spot in the East. Because I can see teams one through 
12 really fighting it out. Yeah. They all have quality squads, and, and they have the potential to be top seven. Chicago and Cincinnati, though, I'm already saying Goodbye. they're done. <laughs> I agree. And um, taking a look over. Seattle's absolutely going to dominate this year. Yeah, so Seattle, Seattle's are, are definitely the favorites to win the Supporter Shield. Um, the playoffs, that's anyone's game, right? I think they... I mean, we saw what happened to them last season. They destroyed the, the league last season yeah. and uh, lost to Columbus in the MLS Cup final. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the. Would be nice, to, oh, Here we go. Western Conference, also top seven. Um, for the Western Conference, I feel. Wow, LAFC are at the bottom of the Western Conference. Yeah. I did not realize that. They yeah. are dead last in the yeah, West. Well so personally, I feel that Seattle, I, I'd say one through five. Uh, I think San Jose is overachieving. We'll see what happens with them. They're in fifth <laughs> place right now. Top four teams are, are, are okay. Um, I think five, six, and seven are up for grabs. I think uh, any, honestly, any team except for maybe Dallas. Um, I think have a really good shot in the West. So I think D- Dallas is a very bad team right now. I think Colorado. And Houston. I don't know how Houston. I was reading on MLSsoccer.com. Like everyone's surprised that Houston's even recorded points with how unknown and how underwhelming their team is. So yeah. I think, we'll see how the season unfolds. I think Colorado is going to drop a bit too, just because they haven't played a tough team really yet. They played Vancouver, Minnesota, and then Houston. So. I think yeah. just wait for them because they always end up at the bottom of the table too. So just wait and see how they finish up or they end up at the bottom. And, and the last piece of news to share, which I just read today on a Brazilian website. So Vasco has this player who's 18 years old. His name is Talis Magno. Um, I'm sure you guys might have heard of him because he's a lot of European teams run for him. He, he started playing for Vasco when he was 16 professionally and He's always been like really exciting, really fun to watch. Um, your classic Brazilian winger, you know, great at dribbling, decent shooter, decent passer. The thing about him is he's also he's tall, so for him to have all those qualities and still be like six feet tall is pretty impressive. So NYCFC or actually City Group are purchasing him for him to play at NYCFC. Um, I think it goes to show that Man City has their eyes on him. Because um, I think this is a, a, a purchase that they're really looking at, and as he's 18, they think I feel like he's going to go some sort of Jack Harrison route. Because I think he's good enough to play for a European team one day, so he develops a little bit at NYCFC and the MLS, and then and then makes his transition. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. But that signing should be uh, sealed away either this week or next week. So good. that's all I got. That's all I got. Oh, we all got it, thank you. Yep. All right. All right. Well, I hope everybody I will, has it. Uh, Liam abandoned us again, so I guess I'll do my best impression. Yeah, I guess. So. Wait, before, before before we call it out, you know, I just want to say we'll see you guys next week when Atletico Madrid are champions of, of La Liga because it definitely won't be Real Madrid. Very true. <laughs> and if, uh, if, it, if Madrid is champion, Mateo, cut that last part out. Agreed. Go we'll, back and edit. <laughs> will do. <laughs> It'll be published before then, but okay. Um, All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to listen. 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a bit of a shorter one, actually, not as long as our usual ones, which is might be a good thing, actually. Maybe we'll start running at this kind of time rather than going for that full hour and some odd. Yeah, um, yeah uh, this has been the FIFA Dads podcast. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next week. All righty. Everybody have a good day, good night. Oh, uh, bye. Watch uh, those games, guys. Ladies and girls, is that what he says? Yeah, I'm sorry. Watch I'm those told. games, Okay, everybody. there we go. Watch those games. Yes. Sorry, I'm not as good as Abdul doing.